Welcome to the CBD Ed Show with Edward Cheney, the founder and CEO of Canafil, a manufacturer of CBD-infused products for human and pet consumption. In this program, we will discuss the uses of CBD and other methods for alternatives and complements to conventional medical treatment. Now, here is your host, Ed Cheney. Welcome, listeners, to the CBD Ed Show uh, here on Voice America's Variety Channel. Uh, this is Ed Cheney, and I'm here with lovely Kimberly Rose. Good morning, everyone. Yes, indeed. Great, great day in Arizona today. Well, we have temperatures, I don't know, 40 or 50 degrees below zero or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, all right, so I'm crying about it. Really, it's, uh, it's right around the 50s. Uh, and it's raining, so for us Arizonans, uh, that might as well be 40, 40 degrees below zero. Yes, it's quite tragic. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So for you listeners today, um, uh, we're going to do a 2019 year in review. We're going to wrap up uh, what we have both been experiencing uh, in the CBD market, as well as research and what others are saying has happened in 2019. Uh, we're going to do that, just kind of give a kind of a picture of 2019. That'll help us kind of see what's going to happen in 2020. Uh, and again, makes us all just well informed. This is what we have to do. <laughs> and, and I hate to say it this way until the government comes in and tells us what to do. Does that sound about right? Yep, that sounds about right. I yeah. know. Uh, okay, so in our march to do this, uh, again, we are doing this for you, unraveling the uh, the cluttered CBD market so you can make some good decisions. And uh, I want to say thank you to our listener from last week. Uh, if you recall, uh, I, we suggested that from now on, every time you uh, are listening audience, if you are to uh, shoot us an email or any kind of communication on uh, suggestions, questions or comments related to the show uh, that we would find a way to show our to express our gratitude uh, and we decided that we were going to give a hundred dollar gift basket per week uh, as a as a uh, as an as a reward for anybody uh, sharing those comments and questions with us. All right, and we want to put a shout out to this week's winner. That is Miranda from Scottsdale. She received $100 worth of our products. Okay, and again, um, provide us with uh, some communique, uh, either comment, question, uh, or uh, or anything, any suggestions, uh, to the email info at canafil. Dot com. That's info at canafil.com. And what this is doing for us is we're really grateful to have you interact because it's letting us know if we're going in the right direction for you. At the exact same time, it's providing us with what you would like us to look into. Yes. Yeah. All right. So it really is a big help to both sides, and we are happy to reward. Uh, so at the beginning of each show, this is what we are going to do. We're going to draw, take a. We're going to list everybody who has made a comment, question, or suggestion, and we're going to put those in a little bowl, and we're going to do a drawing once a week. 
Yeah, that sounds like a great idea. All and right. I know that the gift box is actually um, a very wonderful thing. It has lots of nice little things in it. We've got a 30 mil tincture in there. You can pick from the relief, the balance, or the relax. Mm-hmm. And then you get the little, uh, we call them mini bottles in the store that we are now starting to produce which is a 15-day supply. It's a 15 mil, and you get the other two, whichever one you want the 30 mil in, and then you get the other two, and you get a little mini pain sap. So you get to try everything. Yeah. I know, right? Mm-hmm. And if I remember, that was $180, $160 value? Oh, at least. And you're pushing them out at, at 99 so that's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. All right, nice job with the Canafil team. Yeah. All right, let's start out with what the heck has happened in 2019 for CBD. Let's jump right on in. So the first things we saw were that uh, the type of CBD on the marketplace, it had some evolutions. Uh, It first started out where there were two primary products out there. It was a CBD isolate and a CBD full spectrum. Those were the two big players in the beginning of 2019. Isolate being CBD only, and full spectrum having the entire plant. All right, a lot of people who were still suspicious about THC would gravitate towards the isolate. A third player stepped into the space in 2019. This was called full spectrum. So, I mean, I'm sorry, broad spectrum. Yes. <laughs> Kimberly, that was very nice. You gave me the nod going, you're wrong, Ed. <laughs> broad spectrum showed up, and what broad spectrum was doing was anticipating that there were still a lot of consumers out there that could not, did not, or, or, or didn't understand THC, so did not want it in their product, but they wanted the rest of the plant. All right, so we got isolate, full spectrum, and broad spectrum. Here's what the drums are beating, is that the isolate is slowly but surely going away. Well, just a pure isolate, yes. Correct, just a pure isolate. Like I said last week, I think some manufacturers are going to be adding some terpenes in there so that they can get those benefits. Right. It kind of of leans a little bit more towards broad spectrum. Yeah. Okay, where they could be selective about which plant materials will go in there, but I think at the end of the day, they're creating the product without the THC. Right. Now, um, again, there's a lot of opinions out there uh, that in 2020... Uh, THC is going to become a very popular cannabinoid uh, for all the things we're looking for relief in. Right. Pain, anxiety, sleep. Uh, the THC is going to play a big role in that, but we'll see how that progresses. Uh, at, the, at, at, this, at this juncture, I think it's a great idea to have the broad spectrum where the THC is removed because who wants to create that anxiety? You're worried about this at home, going, oh, my goodness, you know, am I going to get... Am I going to get caught on a urinalysis? Uh, is my job going to be in jeopardy? Is somebody going to put me in handcuffs? All this stuff is still lingering around. Right. Yeah, I've had some lady ask me, if I take this, will I be able to drive? And yeah, right. Yeah, so there's yeah. – listen, the, the government did a really good job on scaring the heck out of us. Um, oh, yeah, over the years, with yeah. THC and marijuana and all that. I mean – they, they did. They scared us. Yeah. So now everybody is uh, leery. Not everybody, but most people are still a little leery. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> they are. They are. Why aren't we this leery about chemotherapy? Huh? Well, you know, 
because the right. government didn't scare <laughs> us and tell us it was horrible. Okay, so so let's talk about a few things that we know showed up in 2019. Uh, Specifically, I mean, a lot of this, these things were adjusting because of THC. Right. Uh, because, you know, in the past, you there there is a testing for THC, and it's a you have it or you don't have it. It's not anything about levels. So if you have it, it's a scheduled jug, so you're just in trouble. Uh, they can't do that anymore. And let's, let's talk about some of the things. So travel. Travel with my CBD had some evolution in 2019. So in the beginning of the year, it was like they were just taking it from people's bags. Uh, the TSA didn't really know what to do. There was this difference between federal, state, all these regulations. I, they were just bouncing around. I don't blame TSA. They've got a job here to do, and I don't think they were given the right tools to do it. But here's how it all played out. In the beginning of the year, it, in the beginning of the year, it was very difficult to travel with CBD. Uh, then in May, TH, uh, TSA uh, released uh, a memo that they are now clearing. CBD that was hemp derived and that they were not going to to take it from you or anything. Now, where'd that leave the community? Probably no better off because now you had to be able to demonstrate whether you had a CBD product that was in compliant with the farm bill. Right. Now, so but what they did do is they did say clearly if you had your COA uh, is your certificate of analysis from the manufacturer who made that, then you would not have any problems at all. Okay. Unless it did not. Right. Unless it did not read that it was in compliance. Okay, so, um, and there was another thing that showed up in 2019 about travel, and that is, is that if you're traveling to a state, and there's only like three of them out there that still have not decided to allow cannabis, and that includes CBD and THC or medical use uh, to be allowed in their state, the state law still trumps. Yeah. Farm bill made it that way. It said, here's our federal regulations, but we've also granted the states to be able to adjust this. Okay. So now you got it. This is what happened in 2019. You can travel with it. Be careful going to those few states that don't allow cannabis. Uh, because there's still some issues there, and they have the right to. All right, let's go to testing for THC. That also had some some uh, travel in 2019. It didn't go as far as I thought it would do. I thought by now we would have uh, some entrepreneur who would have created uh, a means for testing THC the way we need it to be test, which is... If you're high, stop driving. Stop operating equipment. Stop, right. stop, right? That's right. when you're high. But just having THC in your system, I would have assumed they'd, they'd figured that out yet. But they haven't, but they're pretty darn close. Yeah. Well, it's it's difficult. I'm, I believe a blood test is the, the most informative to, uh, way to tell if there's actually a psychoactive effect happening at that moment. Th th those are the people that are concerned with, are you high right this moment? Right. A urine, I mean, your THC can stay in your fat cells and hang out and come out your urine for quite a while. It doesn't yeah. mean you're high. No, it, it doesn't. It doesn't ever mean anything. It just means that at one time you had THC. Or, and or I'm, 
I'm going to come back to that because that's been a problem in yeah. 2019, a right. huge problem. Right. Uh, but I'm going to come right back to it because right now Pittsburgh seems to be leading the march. They do. They are coming up with devices uh, that can be administered right there on the spot, and I'm I'm thinking it's coming from a breathalyzer. Yeah, and they can measure levels, and then we can set those levels much like we do with alcohol. Right. So I think it's close, but I don't think. Well, you know, we only got a couple more days of this year. Well, yeah. <laughs> All right. That was kind of funny. All right. So listen now, why has this been a problem in 2019? Well, early in the year, we had customers who were concerned about losing their job because of a random urinalysis. Now, there, are, there have been a number of cases where a urinalysis was done. The person's job is now at risk. But as the year started to progress... What we found through all the research that we did last week was, or during the week, was that most every court case was thrown out. Oh. Most every one of them, as long as they were able to produce some form of receipt. Mm-hmm. And even better if it has COA. Right. Okay. Now, I'm not just suggesting that's how it's going to play out, but that is what the data from our research has shown so far is almost every one of those court cases were thrown out. Okay? Well, that's great news. There are a few. There are a few out there, and I'm sure that the conditions. I'm not going to be super aware of them, right? I also get high too, and I well, I don't know what those issues were and why they weren't thrown out. Right. Uh, but what I told you this was going to get complex because what is the court to do? They have a legalized product here. Mm-hmm. So all really how they had to do is just demonstrate it not and not rely solely on the urinalysis. All right, so that's what we saw there. Um, so we, we've got uh, just a real high need for COAs, which, again, is what we should be doing. We should be policing ourselves. We should have these test results as foremost, for, right. right up front, easy to get to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, no questions, no, all that. And your test results should um, include heavy metals, pesticides, mold, stuff like that. So when you're looking at your test results, make sure you see those too. All righty. Anything you want to add to that, Ms. Kimberly? Yeah, te- the testing, it's always just so difficult. It really is. I have so many customers that ask me, well, am I going to, you know, is, is this going to show up in, in, if I get tested? And uh, there's just so many factors. How, how much do you take? How often do you take it? Um, what, are your, what is your level? Are you a 500 or you're a 1,000? You know, are you, I don't want to say, are you heavy? Are you thin? Um, because it will, THC will stay in, in your fat. It will yeah. in your body. It will stay there and it'll come out your urine. Yeah. So. And, and you know, we can continue to keep worrying about that. But let's separate, let's separate these two. Uh, one is being tested for THC and being concerned about losing something, your job, your driver's license, your uh, peer opinion, stuff like that. So let's just, that's group number one, it's just being tested for THC and losing something. Right. Group number two is, can I operate stuff? Can I drive? Can I perform at work? So let's separate these two into those two groups. Uh, It seems like the testing for losing something is being worked out and 
officially, I think it's got good progress in 2019 and will continue to do well in 2020. Yeah. That is what to test because can't you can't mess with if it if it conforms with the farm bill, then what? There's nothing. There's nothing there. Right. Okay. Can't take my license. Can't take me. Can't. 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 Yeah. All right. Anyway. Um. What about? Let's let's. <laughs> so here it is. Here here's the question that people are asking you. Uh, isn't this correct, Kimberly? What happens if I get a fifteen? A a. a, a what happens if I get a tincture that I'm using for pain? It gives me a dose of you know forty milligrams each each uh, each dose, and let's say that there's thirty doses in that bottle, mm-hmm. and they take all thirty doses at once. At once. Oh my goodness! Well, I, it's nothing. It's nothing's going to hurt them uh, from any other place than I don't. know, They might have a sore stomach, uh, but are they accumulating THC? That's what's in there. That's what's that's where their thinking is. And if I this do is too a full much, spectrum, right? We're yeah, talking about a full yeah, spectrum. That's that's a good question, Kimberly. Yeah. Good question. Uh well, they're gonna fall asleep. <laughs> um <laughs> can they drive a car? Was that your, your question? Well, not, it's not my question. I think on the on that side of the table, that's the one thing that they don't know the answer to. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, and the older generation is struggling with this more than the younger generation. Right. So they're like, well, wait a minute. You know, I don't want to get behind the car because I'm a responsible senior citizen. I don't do stuff like that. So yeah, yeah. I think uh, in 2020, one of the things that's going to get cleared up is dosage. Yeah. I see it. I see it written on the wall. I see people talking about it. Well, I think that um, again, uh, obviously, we're we're only selling to people that are adults and responsible, and not going to drink. I can't imagine drinking a whole bottle of CBD because that is a lot of coconut oil. <laughs> and um, yeah, I just yeah. again, we all have to trust that everybody is, uh, you know, an adult and responsible. Yeah. Well, hey, we're just reporting as we see it for 2019. Potency was also a big thing. What do we mean by potency? The amount of CBD in the product as it related to the label. If the label said you're going to have 15 milligrams per dose, there's 30 doses in here, then that is exactly what it should read if a third-party lab tested it. What they're suggesting is 2019, especially in the beginning of the year, 50% would fail. Yeah. So that means, you know, randomly pulling stuff off the shelf and getting it tested, uh, 50% would would fail. A very similar number would be how many products are out in the market that do not have third-party testing. So of the ones that had third-party testing, 50% would fail. Of the entire market, 50% don't have testing. Yeah. Yuck. All right. Just telling you. But I do sense uh, that that's turning as well. A lot of new players jumped into the space uh, in 2019 uh, because, hey, it is a great product. So a lot of players jumped into the space. And I think there is just pure competition for the market is going to suggest we need to stand up and, and be good on those standards, like doing a third-party test. Yes. All right. Yes. So competition just by itself is going to create that for you for the consumers. So good for good good for the consumers. 
I know product innovations for 2019. Kim, what have you seen so far? Well, yes, beauty, topicals, lots of food, uh, lots of liquids. Okay. Uh, let's see here. I think that's really the, the, the main things of 2019 that I've seen. I've, I've, t- I've described to you the toothpicks, mm-hmm. um, the little dissolvable strips that go in your mouth, uh, lots of topicals, lots of, uh, again, teas. Tea, actually, I, I, I'm kind of interested in a CBD tea because that – sounds good to me. I wasn't quite interested in the CBD coffee, um, but I'm not a huge coffee drinker. Sure, yeah. So uh, I don't know about, I I wouldn't put anything CBD in anything like a soda pop or anything like that. Let's try and keep it, let's try and keep it healthy and let's (laughs) try and keep the plant, let's not take this wonderful plant and just Put it into everything. This well, is it's unfortunate when I start talking about the horizon, what's coming out in 2020, that that may not be so, but I hear you. I yeah, really it's just sad. You're just devaluing something that really should be taken seriously. You All, know? Right. All right. Let's, uh, let's wrap this section up with who in the heck has jumped into this space? I think uh, it's very entertaining. Let me, li- let me put out a list real quick. So who are the people that you may know who have jumped into the CBD or the cannabis space or have already been in there and they've been in the cannabis space, but then they jumped into the CBD space? Oh, are you ready? Here we go. Top 10. Snoop Dogg. Of course. Yes, we're not surprised. Whoopi Goldberg. I didn't wasn't surprised by that one either. Nor Willie Nelson. Hey, nope. Uh, yep, long term <laughs> no fan. There. <laughs> All right. How about Montel Williams? Now he jumped in. He is was more of like a what was it? More like an uh, an Alzheimer's. Yes. Uh, yeah. He was. Yeah. He was brain functions. Yep. Yeah. Um, and we have Seth Burgess. Martha Stewart, my, my, uh, my, uh, the guy I am definitely going to try to get on the show, Mr. Mike Tyson. <laughs> and we got Melissa Etheridge and Ricky Williams. Yes. So some notables, some people in this space throwing some glitter around. Yeah. Well, you know, hey, listen, I believe that CBD is good for everyone, and I, I really appreciate everybody who tries it and tries to make a difference. Yeah. Yep. And I, I think they're all notable names. All right. So let's take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to get a little bit more technical because we're going to talk about FDA. Uh, well, FDA has got both a, a good role in here. Um, and I'm sure it's a tough one. Yeah. But I don't know. You know, we read some stuff in here that's recent and is not really painting a nice picture for FDA. Yeah. And I think I might have mentioned a little bit on this on the last show. It just seemed like some recent communication coming from them. Uh, it just gives me a feeling that they're, uh, I don't know, their agenda is turning a little bit. And I, I want to keep an eye on them. But anyway, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to share when we come back uh, what, uh, what's been going on with the FDA in 2019. So quick break and we'll come right back. Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. 
VoiceAmerica.com. Live authentically, heal naturally with Canafil. We have three unique blends for pain relief, reducing stress, and promoting healthy sleep. Visit Canafil.com for the convenience of online shopping that includes free shipping. Or if you're in Arizona, stop by our store in Phoenix for personal consultation and product selection. Our friendly staff is here to help you. All of our products have full third-party testing and a seven-day satisfaction guarantee. Call 480-599-1003 or visit Canafil.com. Canafil, giving you your life back are you finding your frequency it can be described as that space between failure and success it's the future of digital media it's finding your voice it's engaging topics content and ideas jeff and ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects it's about making the mistakes taking the chances summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Live Fridays at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Want an insider's pass to everything that goes on in Hollywood? Join Summer Helene every week for Behind the Scenes. Summer Helene is known as the Duchess of Hollywood because she knows the insiders, legends, and celebs and brings the stories, the gossip, and the backstage scoop. It's the real Hollywood, though. So this program is for adults only. Behind the Scenes can be heard live every Friday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time and 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You are tuned in to the CBD Ed Show. If you have a question that you'd like addressed on a future episode of our program, please send an email to info at canafil.com. That's info at C-A-N-N-A-F-Y-L.com. Now back to the CBD Ed Show. Welcome back, listeners. Here we are, 2019, year in review for CBD. All right, listen, so again, I want to thank everyone who is posting any comments or questions uh, to, edit, to info at canafil.com. Thank you very much. Continue to do so. Uh, this segment, we are going to talk a little bit about FDA. Okay. All right, in the beginning of the year, FDA made it quite clear, from my perspective, and I'm going to kind of, uh, I'm going to bring this down a little bit. FDA at the beginning of 2019 went, hmm, boy, this product's got some potential. It did not seem that they were going to allow Big Pharma to come in and just hijack it. And instead, they kind of started out with, hey, listen, let's make sure we're not making medical claims 
because those haven't been studied. That completely makes sense to me. Let's make sure that there are label requirements put in place. Completely agreed with that. Uh, and then they were clear to us that they disapproved it going into any foods. I don't have an opinion about that. It makes sense. Um, but I don't have an opinion on that yet. Uh, but I can tell you, as the year progressed, my opinion <laughs> started to evolve. All right. So anyway, let's talk about label requirements. Interesting, in the beginning of the year, they suggested label requirements. And then everybody went to dietary supplement. Right. Because FDA didn't provide us with any other direction. So we all went to dietary supplements. And man, boy, did they have a, a heyday with that one. Because about the middle of the year, they went, no, no dietary supplements. No. And you, as a matter of fact, they even warned one manufacturer because their label looked like a label from a dietary supplement. Anyway, so. So listen, I, I think FDA started out in a good light, but man, they are, um, I don't know, they're just changing things up a little bit. And so in the beginning of the year, they, they sent out a couple, what I thought were well, well articulated warning letters to a half a dozen or so manufacturers that are kind of blatant. Like, dude, CBD is curing cancer, right? I, I agree. I agree. That should not be a medical claim until there has been ac adequate research that has been peer-reviewed and studied and, and approved. Right. Right. Okay. So some government body as opposed to, right. All right. So I know we're doing a good job of presenting those research documents, um, but be, to allow FDA to do their job, yeah, we can't be going around making all these claims. It's going to make their job harder. Right. All right. So that brought us up to about, I don't know, we're into the second quarter now. And then um, they were kind of quiet, to be honest, in the second quarter. It was, it was the third quarter where they stepped up and they made, uh, they put out more letters, a dozen or so, to manufacturers. And I read all those letters. Um, and I was a little, I was a little, I don't know, disenchanted. Yeah. By the way, FDA's new position. Now, listen, I think that FDA has certainly has the, the, the right to be under even more pressure because the growth that the cannabis and the CBD market experienced in 2019 was daunting. Well, yeah, no, it took off. It took off. So it's it's not to say it's unfair to consider that FDA may have gotten pushed into a corner. Yes. All right. Yes. Okay, but still, FDA. I I uh, I read some. Uh, I read an article uh, that just did not shed a very nice light on FDA, and I'm going to share some of those pieces because, regardless, at the end of the day, FDA still is employed by us. And they still have a job to do. Right. All good? Yes. All right. So that's the place I'm coming from. All right. And try not to be super judgmental. Um, and I am really just stating stuff that I read anyway recently. Uh, so, all right. So, so we still have more claims of disapproval. But this time, it seems to be that their disapproval is in sharp contrast with previously uh, with previous FDA policies. All right. So think about some of the things FDA has 
approved to go into our food. I'm not making these up. There's a list, about 5,000 items on there. Go look at that list anytime you want. Anyway, number one on the list, arsenic. Yay. Mm -hmm. Like, who wants that in their food? But apparently it is an approved additive to food. All right. I don't really have to go any further with that one, do No, that's terrifying. Um, from uh, recent articles, the FDA... All right, so here's a, here's a recent article, um, and the title on the article was The FDA Bans CBD Edibles While Routinely Promoting Dietary Poisons. Poisons. All right, listen, I know words can be... Yeah, you can use words to tear people down. Yeah. But there is some data here that makes these words relevant. And it's the data that they provide, uh, the FDA provides. Um, all right. So third party, I, I read that a third of the approval list of that, that 5,000 uh, uh, um, item list of things that were approved to go into food. Uh, I read that a third of that list has never been reviewed and that they were either grandfathered in or they were using the GRAS program, the G-R-A-S program, which were things that were commonly used in food prior to, I think it was 1957 or something like that. They fell into this group. And, and the G-R-A-S program then allows then for the manufacture of that food additive to make a determination based on studying and stuff like that, that it had no uh, safety issues with human consumption. Make sense? Mm -hmm. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm looking sure. to Kimberly <laughs> because if I get a nod from her, I feel like I've explained it well enough for the listeners. Right. right. All right. Okay. So um, now some examples of things that are on this list that have been shown to be extremely hazardous uh, for human conceptions are some of my favorites, high fructose corn syrup. How the frick did that thing get on there? How about food preservatives such as nitrates and nitrites? Artificial coloring, artificial flavors, artificial sweeteners. Why are all these artificial ones on there? Right, because you can't grow it with, you can't grow it. Right. He was making a lot of money there. Yeah. I'm and sorry. they're, I'm and they're sorry. everywhere. That, that was an opinion. Yeah, okay. Um, brominated vegetable oil. These are all things that have passed FDA's process and are on the list as food additives. What? And CBD is apparently unsafe now. Right. Yeah. I, I don't understand that. Um, but, but, you know, I don't understand a lot of the things that are on uh, any box that you get out of the grocery store, practically. Right. It's just... It's hard it's, sometimes, isn't it's it? It's very, very hard to be uh, a conscious consumer yeah. and bring it home and feed it to my children and feel good about it. Right. Yeah. And, and, you know, and that's FDA's job is help us, help us work through this stuff. Right. Like, I, you know, two years ago, I remember this being a big conversation. How many different varieties of high fructose corn syrup would show up on an ingredients list? 
a dozen of them. Yeah. And they'd all be different names. Nobody could track it. Two years ago, we were like, all right, we can't keep doing this. This is ridiculous. Yeah. All right. Now, hopefully that's when FDA steps in and helps unravel that kind of thing. I'd like to think that's what they're doing right now with CBD. I'd just like to see it a little bit more direct. Right. And well, instead of them making statements of, hey, you know, there's no testing out there, so we're just going to call this unsafe. Yeah, well, there's lots of testing with arsenic, and it is unsafe, but yet it still made it on the list. So let's say FDA, let's let's do what you got to do. Yeah, right, right. right. Um, so the flaw of this GRAS system, this GRAS system, is that the responsibility to prove safety of a food additive should not be left in the hands of the additive's manufacturer. Yeah. All right. So, and a lot of these things got on this list because of that um, that system that was put in place early on. Um, well, I, and I think you know maybe one of the concerns is with the CBD edible is that um, again you're not you're not thinking of it as a medicine. You're thinking it. You're thinking of it as like a gummy, of which is the most popular right now is the CBD edible. Um, and so it's a piece of candy. So maybe you are having three or four pieces, you know. Good point. So and, and that's fine if you're having an isolate and it's uh, 10 milligrams. Eat the whole bag if, yeah, if there's 10 in do. there. I mean, you're getting 100 milligrams of CBD. Um, but when you bump it up and it's a 25 milligram... And you know, and it's cherry flavored or whatever. It's a good, it's a good edible. Um, you you could run up to eating. Well, usually they package those in a smaller dose, so it's a two hundred and fifty milligram bag of yeah. CBD, broken up into 10 25 milligram edibles. Look, and you could eat that whole bag too. You're going to take a nap. You know, you're not going to be very productive that day, but you, nothing bad is going to happen. Hmm. But uh, we're Americans. We're a little gluttonous, especially if it tastes good. So it can, you know, it can it, it, can, it can be something that could be a, a bad thing. Yeah. Not really in the CBD world, but definitely in the THC world. You can eat I, – I, I've eaten one THC gummy – uh, and I, I was in the room all day. I stayed in my room all day. I was like, I, that was too hot. That was too much for me. Right. But that's well, not what we're talking about with yeah. CBD. Yeah. And let me help our listeners, uh, understand even more, uh, what Kimberly is speaking about. So when it's just a CBD isolate and she's saying, yeah, I'm going to need the whole bag. But when it is a full spectrum, in other words, has all the cannabinoids, now there is something worth thinking about. And if you recall, I've discussed on a number of occasions, the bell curve study that was done in 2014, suggesting that CBD by itself is less effective in small amounts, perfect in this middle amount that nobody can figure out what it is, you know, the dosage wise. And then as you exceed that amount, it goes back to being ineffective again. Yeah. They call this the bell curve study. So CBD by itself, Kimberly, you're correct. Eat the whole bag. You just got calories. Yeah. That's you, it. You just ate you a lot of sugar. You just got calories. <laughs> right. And nothing 
else. Yeah. Uh, now you eat the whole bag that has full spectrum, has THC, has the has the CBN, CBGs, all those cannabinoids in it. Then you can expect something because that removes the full spectrum removes the bell curve. Uh, characteristics. In yeah. other words, the more you take, the more your body consume, uh, the more your body reacts to it. Yeah, and yeah. Again, and again, which is I terrific mean, in some areas. I guess not so terrific if you're the gluttonous America that I think, uh, or American that Kimberly's. Yeah. <laughs> talking about. Well, yeah. I mean, again, I just want to just emphasize that CBD is a great thing. It is wonderful, but let's treat it the, for what it is. Yeah. You know, it's not a piece of candy. It's actually supposed to be helping you with whatever it is you're thinking you want to take it for. Yeah. Now, keep, uh, uh, listen, feel free to send us any questions because in 2020, we will definitely be keeping an eye on how FDA is going to approach this industry uh, for regulations and standards and so forth. So definitely, we will absolutely keep reporting on this uh, during 2020. We are going to take one more quick break, and when we come back, we're going to kind of look at uh, what's on the horizon for CBD. Okay, quick break, and then we'll come back. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Live authentically. Heal naturally with Canafil. We have three unique blends for pain relief, reducing stress, and promoting healthy sleep. Visit Canafil.com for the convenience of online shopping that includes free shipping. Or if you're in Arizona, stop by our store in Phoenix for personal consultation and product selection. Our friendly staff is here to help you. All of our products have full third-party testing and a seven-day satisfaction guarantee. Call 480-599-1003 or visit Canafil.com. Canafil, giving you your life back. Are you ready to buy or sell a business? Where do you begin? You want to make sure that both the buying and selling parties are mentally, physically, and financially ready to operate a small business, as well as have the expertise or management confidence in the type of business you're planning to buy. Listen to The Michael Saunders Show with Michael Saunders and Warren Whitus. We'll help you with questions about marketing, finance, hiring, and more. Listen Mondays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on Voice America Variety. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective, plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite hosts. It's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com. That's blog.voiceamerica.com. The Voice America Press Blog. All access all the time streaming live the leader in internet talk radio voiceamerica.com you are tuned in to the cbd ed show if you have a question that you'd like addressed on a future episode of our program please send an email to info at canafil.com that's info at c-a-n-n-a-f-y-l.com now back to the cbd ed show 
Welcome back, listeners. CBD Ed Show here with Kimberly Rose. Hello. Voice America Variety Channel. <laughs> okay, so we just kind of opened a can of worms with FDA. We're going to keep everybody posted about FDA's plight to standardize uh, and manage the CBD market during 2020. We'll keep you guys praised of all their, their efforts uh, and what it means to you. Yeah. All right. Now, as we go into this segment, kind of a little bit more about what is, what's on the horizon 2020 for the CBD uh, market space. Um, how about first state of the state of the market today? Growing uh, like crazy. Yes. 17 million Americans used CBD during 2019. Wow. I know. That's nice. Right? I think it's a good it's a good thing. I mean, I, I'm hoping that most of those people had a pleasant experience with CBD. Um, I know there's probably, uh, I would say, almost half of those people that didn't get what they wanted I know. out of it. I know. Surely because, you know, people are making claims and they're not... They're not holding up to them. Right. Or yeah. they're selling. Yeah, they're just, they're not selling Crap, CBD. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but we want our listening audience to continue because the way I see this is our mission is to protect this plant for our future generations. That is absolutely a clear mission uh, for Canafil. And I think we need these, we need the Americans um, to kind of stand in unison here uh, to make sure it does not get taken from us. Yeah. By some big, big, yeah, some big group. De or devalued or... All of those, all yeah. All of those things that you just don't want to have happen because if it just gets devalued and uh, mislabeled and misused and all of those things... It's not going to be something that our kids look to. Nope. You're right. You're right. And definitely if Big Pharma gets it. I think they do. Yeah, I mean. Well, but I mean, if they take this plant, then it is no longer going to be a home remedy. Right. right? It's not going to come to, it's not going to be a part of our, our, our health regimen. Instead, it'll be a part of our problem. Well, and it'll be one of those artificial somethings. Yeah, I And know. that's really where you don't want it to go. So, uh, listen, users, friends of CBD, friends of the hemp plant, continue. All right? If you get up a hold of something that is a, a reckless manufacturer that did not provide uh, what they said was on the label, don't give up. Keep trying. Because the more of us who appreciate this plant, the more chances we have to keep it. Yes. All right. Now, so um, so let's let's talk about. Uh, let me see here. Oh, you know, I said I said 17 million Americans were using CBD in 2019, but there was a poll being done, and they use things like uh, you know Google searches and uh, consumer uh, questionnaires and stuff like that. And they found out that 70 percent of Americans are familiar with CBD now. Well, the word that, CBD. That was a huge increase from 30% just a year ago. Right. All right They've so. at least heard about CBD. Right. Well, yeah. now they're using the term familiar, so, but you're right. That could be, the, the, word, the term familiar could be just as loosely as, as heard. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, FDA's role is this. They're expected to make regulations, but uh, it's looking like that it may not happen until the first quarter of 2021. Now, given that knowledge, that means that we are still on our own in 2020. Now, that's both of us. That's manufacturers. We're on our own. That means we want to continue to self-regulate and do a good job preserving this product and this plant. And then you as the consumer also have to do a good job as a consumer when you buy something, uh, good choices. And then if you do get a dud that shows up, you know, do something about it. Right. Yeah. Make a, make a, uh, make a very warm and friendly uh, communique back to that manufacturer on just how you felt about their product. Well, yes, you can definitely you can let them know that uh, that was uh, that was not what I was what I thought I was getting. Yeah, right. yes, that, that. Even though as a consumer, you don't really know because you've never tried CBD before. But and that's where I I run into a lot of customers that come in and go, well, yeah, well, I tried it. Okay, so what did you try? What What did you take? They have no again. They had no idea what they took. Was it an isolate? Was it a full spectrum? What, what was it a broad spectrum? Yeah. Do you know your milligrams? So, yeah, just kind of, yeah, be aware. Okay. Get some knowledge. And uh, let me tell you why people, so I ran down this one list. Why do people use CBD? And I thought I'd share some of those. Uh, It seems like the top is still alleviating pain. Top reason. Top reason by far. Yep. All right. Then next is, and we knew this too, relieving anxiety. Second most common reason. Yes. Yes. Relieving anxiety. And then the last is sleep. Yeah. All right. So uh, a couple interesting things. Baby boomers more likely use CBD for pain relief. Millennials most commonly use CBD for anxiety. Interesting. Yes. I don't think millennials have pain yet. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's very good. Yes. Uh, Women use CBD for anxiety more than men. Yes. Okay. Mm Mm-hmm. I think we recognize anxiety. Quicker than men do. Yes. Yes. Men are more likely to use CBD to help them sleep. Yes. Right. Yeah. I, I think both of us fall in that category. Yes. Um, almost half of the CBD user, users were not taking any medication before they started using CBD products. Oh, wow. I okay, know. That's nice. I personally, that's why I don't want it to go to pharma, big pharma. Yeah. I mean, it can go to big pharma for specifics, but I don't want it to. I mean, half, half of the CBD users were not currently taking a prescription medication. That's nice. I know. That's yeah. nice because that it's, it's difficult to have a customer who's been on uh, pharmaceuticals for many, many years. I mean, CBD is powerful and it does work, but when your body is used to something and it wants something, it's going to get it. Yeah. Well, and there was a uh, there was a piece of data in on that. It says of the twenty percent who replaced medications with CBD, almost half were previously taking over the counter pain medications instead of pharmaceutical. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's true. That's yeah. definitely me. Yeah. Um, let me see here. CBD has also been hailed as treatment or a solution for. And let me run down this list for you. Depression, muscle spasms, digestive issues, skin ailments, cancer, Alzheimer's disease, Parkinson's disease, 
by the way, there's a big note uh, right after those two says there is no scientific data backing up the majority of these claims. Uh, and also one last thing, a third of the pet owners are currently using CBD products for their dogs. Uh, our, our pet section <laughs> has grown. Yeah. And, um, well, just over the Christmas break, I was informed by my two children, they need more dog treats. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. So, and, uh, you know, I always love, uh, I, I love the pet space because the pets aren't, they don't have any... Um, Issues with THC. Well, they don't know. Yeah, <laughs> right? they don't know. And 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 again, it's as such a low dosage. Um, uh, my, I, I like to say my younger son, uh, but he's you know thirty six. Uh, his dog is very very old. He's he's coming to that time where he's having a hard time moving around. He's been eating my. My CBD treats for what month? Two yeah. months now. Yep. Yeah. He's up and around. He's hanging out with the kids. Yeah, I mean that's what I experience from animals. Is you know yeah. they they are like, whoa, thanks, man. That, right. that felt great. Yeah. You can run up and down and jump on your bed now. Yeah, and it's really again, it's just just he was not ready. He's Doogie's not ready to go down. He's uh, a wonderful dog and. So we decided to try this in a nice, natural way to help him through the last year or two. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I, and I see so many of those great stories. It really is. It's very heartwarming. All right, what's on the horizon for products is uh, consumption is still going to be on the top of the list. Now, consumption might, some consumption means you're putting a tincture under your mouth. You're eating uh, gummies or edibles or something like that. Um, there is also uh, cosmetics are growing tremendously. Yeah. Now, under cosmetics, uh, it, can, it can be anything, right? It also can just be general lotions and salves for pain and such as that. But that's what they're grouping under cosmetics. Um, and then here's an interesting uh, piece of information. Because FDA is still holding back their position on this CBD as a food additive, currently they are saying no, disapproval, but they're waiting on it. Um, Well, let's talk about who's waiting on it. How about global food companies? How about global beverage companies and tobacco companies? They are all just sitting around waiting for FDA to give the stamp of approval. And then, boom, CBD is going to be in all of that. Again, I, this makes me sad. It is to me, I, too. I feel like... It, uh, you're just going to, again, you're going to devalue it. Right. And no one's going to, I'm not saying you're not going to get any benefit because you know my theory on CBD is that it should be a dietary yeah. daily supplement. It should be. It has all of those wonderful things right. that can get you through your day and make you feel better and maybe hopefully prevent something. Good. Um, Do you know who's going to have the most effect on this? <laughs> Let me put a shout out to you, uh, those groups right now. Millennials and the generations before millennials, it is you guys. You are going to have an impact on this. 
I'm already suggesting you are already starting this March going, uh-uh, I'm not eating high fructose corn syrup anymore. Hey, I am not participating in this crap or that crap, right? So I think where we would get sad if this, this does happen, but I think our younger generations are going to stand up and say no. Well, I hope so because, again, we want – I mean, again, I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm conflicted here. I'm conflicted. I don't want. I want it to be everywhere, but I don't want it to be right, everywhere. Right. So. Well, listen. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm proud of them doing that. I know they will do it well. How do you shut down a big organization? How do you shut down? Hey, look. If Coca-Cola is not good for you, how do you shut them down? You stop buying it. Done. Game over. Right. And I think I think millennials and younger generation knows this. Yeah. And I got a feeling they're going to start using this power. Anyway, um, all right. So listen, we're going to close this show up. Uh, I can't wait till 2020. I hope to hear from all of our listeners as we continue to unveil the CBD market for you. We are in a position to do that really well. So uh, this is Ed with the CBD Ed Show here with Kimberly Rose on Voice America's Variety Channel. And we're signing off until 2020. Thank you for listening to the CBD Ed Show. Please join your host, Edward Cheney, for another edition next Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. We can also be heard each week on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Until we talk again, enjoy the upcoming weekend, and we'll be here soon.